Good morning, everyone, and welcome again to uh, another show of our Revelation Hour. It's lovely to have you here with us again um, as we continue um, and discussing on a different topic and really as we look into uh, Jesus, which is our rock. Um, and I want us to begin to um, really look into some of the stuff that we look over the last few weeks, kind of recap uh, briefly where we discuss it as well. Um, I believe some of our listeners had a few questions when in relation to uh, what we talked about last week, which is was the, we begin to look into the, five, the 5G uh, network uh, from a medical uh, perspective in that sense. And, and there was quite a few questions raised and rightly so as well. So before we do that, I just want to, Remind ourselves that if you have any comment, any question, you can do so by sending via our WhatsApp uh, group, uh, Revelation Hour WhatsApp group. If you need somebody to be added into it, please uh, feel free to contact us and we will uh, freely add uh, this person into it as well. Uh, the other thing I want to mention as well, you also got an email address. So if you want to send a vision and a dream that you may have, or you think something is relevant to us as people of God as well, or even not people of God, but in general people, uh, in relation to Revelation Hour, please do send this email at revelationhour.co.uk. Um, we are live uh, on a Zoom platform, but we're also live on, on our Facebook page, Revelation Hour Facebook page, if you rather listen this way. And again, this is more like an interactive show. So you have any question, please, um, use the question tabs or even your chat tab and we will be able to see it and from there we'll be able to try to answer the question the best that we can i think i've said everything did i answer i think so good morning good morning my dear is there anything else that you would like to add or you think that everything has been I think so far. Okay. All right. We we had a question um, last week, and and I just want to get into it straight away because I think that was quite um, relevant as well, especially what we've been talking about uh, the fact we looked into a pastor that sent a, a recording. Uh, we didn't play the whole recording because, to be honest, we trying to get in touch. Uh, with this gentleman to give us a bit more clarity in that sense and potentially maybe be able to invite him on the show to be able to explain, um, to explain a bit more detail what he meant by that. But I think one of the questions that was raised last week, I don't know if Marcia, you've got it with you, uh, by one of our listeners on the WhatsApp, um, it was in relation to the 5G. One of the things that this um, pastor in his recording mentioned um, was the fact, um, if I can just get it, yeah, it was a fact that he said uh, in his recording that the coronavirus is not cont contagious. And I, and I think there was a bit of a misunderstanding and, and, and also uh, not only from them, but I think for quite a, everyone as well in that sense. Um, are you able to explain, Marcel, what do you think you mean? Because this is not of you. This is his take 
on the whole thing. And as you probably know, there's been so many videos that's been circulating around. Everybody seems to have an opinion about where it came from, why it came from, the reason it came from, and so on. To be honest, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I have not a clue. I don't have a clue exactly how did it happen, when it happened. All I sense in my spirit, the Lord say, is to prepare, really, into you know, preparation. But it was important for us to give a bit of a background. So, I don't, Marcel, I don't know whether you're able to kind of touch on that question briefly before we begin to move on to the next topic. Mm. Um, I think I was discussing this with Jean-Marc. The thing is, as Jean-Marc was saying, we need to take it from the perspective from which he's coming from. So he was coming from the perspective that um, the cause for coronavirus um, is to do with 5G. Now, if bearing that in, in mind, that's his perspective, and this is where he's coming from in in respect of saying that five, well, coronavirus is is not contagious because what he believes is that five G is causing coronavirus, and five G is the reason why people are having these types of symptoms and responses because the response is to the five G. Um, that has been put in place around the country. Um, and as we said, there were certain places within the country where 5G was launched um, um, last year and certain major cities. Um, and But when we begin to speak to people, um, people are saying that, you know, the 5G has, is it, well, we know that it's going to continue to roll out, but the thing is 5G is in places as well or coronavirus is in places as well where 5G isn't um, located and hasn't been switched on. So, you know, it's all about evidence, isn't it? We mm -hmm. need to get the evidence um, and we need for that evidence to back up what has been, what is presenting. Um, the reason why he said coronavirus isn't contagious from his perspective, as I said, it's because it's from 5G um, and he thinks it's from 5G and also because if it was from 5G, 5G actually breaks down, breaks down chemical bonds um, in the system. So it be, meaning that what he's saying is that the radiation, the, the electromagnetic frequencies from the 5G are what's actually causing a, a response in the body where the body isn't able to cope with the large amounts of electromagnetic frequency, the EMFs that are being put out by 5G. And the thing is, if we actually take that into consideration, um, the if we look at 4G or if we look at 3G, 4G, and then we look at 5G, what he was saying that 5G is 10 times more powerful than 4G. Um, and then if we take that into consideration, the response would be, and um, what we sent is we sent different, different evidence of people who have been putting up um, 5G towers and 5G antennas um, and their concerns about 5G. Um, I looked into it, I've looked at people who've been working, who were working on 3 and 4G technology. So people who had been exposed to that, um, but they'd been working with it in close, they were in close proximity of 3, 2, 3 and 4G, people who actually started out with people like Ericsson um, in Scandinavia who works with that technology people who worked in California on those types of technologies and what's happened to them. A lot of them have um, MS, so they have problems with the nervous system, basically, where they can't function anymore. Um, 
at full capacity so there and some of them are so sensitive to these magnetic frequencies now that they actually have to live away from them um, because they have become very electric um, because our body is made up of we, when we talk about it's the electrolytes so it's just like the the protons the neutrons um where as they he said because of the nervous system more so um so because we have our nervous system is made up in that way our nervous system will respond to to the magnetic frequencies that are being pushed out so therefore what will happen over time if we're exposed to them over time what will happen is we will have different responses now the thing is everybody will respond differently but similarly so in a, in the way it will it could affect the nervous system in people could affect their brain um, because of course you know the nervous responses that we have the messages are sent from the brain so if we're actually taking that into consideration um from the from the hub so to speak from the brain we will have different we could have different responses so it could affect um the nervous system in the sense of the way that we think maybe it will affect memory it will affect our responses that we can't move our bodies our limbs like we could um, and it could affect what we call the auto autonomic nervous autonomic um, the autoimmune system which is like the autonomic nervous system where it's the automatic responses that we have for example the way that the heart works the brain will automatically send automatic responses from the brain to the rest to the nervous system in order for the 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 blood to be pumped pumped around the system to the heart or for example the way that the brain the responses from the brain are to or sent from the brain to the nervous system for example to make sure that we can breathe that our lungs work so it can begin to affect things like that so at the moment i'm still looking at the whole the big picture um because i think there's more to this um because if we actually look at it it's just there's, there's lots of different agendas taking place. And I think we're going to go more into this later. Um, but it, it's not just one thing. Um, that's the thing that I'm coming to. It's not just one thing, but the most important thing for us to do, I believe as a people, um, is to prepare and also to prepare our bodies, um, to prepare our spirit man more so, because when we begin to pray, Holy Spirit begins to reveal so many things to us in terms of how we need to prepare individually and as a people um, going forward. So as I'm praying, he's revealing things to me that for my profession or for what I do is for me to look more into and to be able to prepare and to master my craft, so to speak. Um, and there are different things that I'm sure he's speaking to each one of us about, but the, the, the actual perspective from which this, um, that this gentleman was coming from um, and this brother in Christ was coming from. I don't think, I don't think it's, it, I don't, I, I, we don't have really have a perspective on it, but I don't think it's incorrect, but I don't think it's also the full picture. I think there's more to it. And we can't now just say it's just because of 5G. You know, it, there, are, there are so many other things because. So you think it's like a combination of uh, other factors. What, what would be probably the other factors that you may think as well? could contribute it to what it is because the, but my, my think about about all this is is the fact that today we're hearing some guys say i've got this big revelation from you know from the lord that this is this there's somebody else who come and say i've got this other revelation that mm. is this and, and and i think looking into what's happening at the moment looking into how things 
is evolving because we seem to it seem indeed that the death toll seems to be rising and rising and as you mentioned it as well you're also rising in parts when they don't have for example 5g installed in that sense um somebody else mentioned as well something about vaccine you know and i think one of the things that there's been a lot of scary things about is the vaccine, the mark of the beast. And we're going to touch on it, looking into the scripture and what the Lord says about it. But I guess my question to you, Mars, is coming maybe from a perspective on someone we don't know about all this and, and you know, get all these videos sent right, left, center, because literally now everybody has a point of view about the causes of it. But you think we should more focus on the solutions and what we need to do than just focus on the causes in that sense, because even the doctors don't seem to know what it is. Um, some doctor mentioned that some of the symptoms, those are the symptoms, then other come up with another type of, say this is another symptom that actually relevant to it. So the, the question really in that sense is the focus maybe should be us focusing more or how, what do we do as believers in that sense? Because mm -hmm. I think that, and, and I think I was sharing this, um, was it last week when I was sharing the words uh, in, our, in our congregation? You know, there is an element of us taking our eyes of what God is actually doing right now in the midst of this crisis by focusing so much about the causes of the coronavirus mm. do you get my point yeah there are a couple of things as you've, you've been speaking there's one thing where um it says in first corinthians verse 13 uh, th chapter 13 verse 9 it says now our knowledge is partial and incomplete and even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture that's the new living translation i think it's a really good um translation it just says it as it is you know what we're finding um in the in the secular and also in the church we're getting partial knowledge and we're saying this is it you know even prophetic people as prophetic as we are we're getting part of the picture god doesn't reveal the whole picture to one person and this is why it's important that we pray individually but we also pray as a people because we need to actually hear what god is saying to the body because the thing is the body is not made up of just an eye or a leg or an ear you know, in the Bible, it's, many it's very clear, many, yeah, parts, many parts, but many parts make a whole. Absolutely. And the thing is, it's important that we hear what the spirit of God is saying. But in order to do that, it's and it's important for us, as it says in the Bible, there is in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. Mm. We can hear what God is saying at this time. It's very key because I, I've done this myself at first when all of these these messages were coming through. I started literally seeking information to try and find out what was going on. And Holy Spirit stopped me and said, you know, I am the revealer of truth. I teach all things. I am. And he was the one. He said, I, he's basically showing me I know everything. And it's almost like, why are you going out there when you have the answer here? Mm. <laughs> you know, and he's already shown me that as, as an individual, yes, it's important to know what's going on, but to be completely overwhelmed because people are becoming overwhelmed with information but also people completely absorbed in that information it can take us off track completely Absolutely. because there's so much that is going on in the secret place that 
Holy, only Holy Spirit can reveal to us. Mm-hmm. And, and by doing that, we can pray effectively and not only fervently, but effectively in order to see God's kingdom come mm-hmm. on this earth. And that's the only way I really believe. I agree completely. And, and I think that as saying last, last Sunday, as sharing these words, one of the words that I was saying is a preparing for the coming revival. And it's quite interesting that one of our listeners actually said, I received a word, which was a question, is the church ready to disciple the masses that we flock to God as a result of what is happening currently? Mm-hmm. There is a great revival coming. Mm-hmm. And that is the word that has been coming revival. to many of us, the revival. And, and the interesting thing, you always will find in a time of great crisis, God is beginning to move, you know, among its people. And I, and I think one of the things that I mentioned last week was the fact that what is did during this time that we're here is actually creating the space for us to begin to engage in prayer with him, to begin to engage in conversation with him, to begin to prepare it. And the word preparation, and this is why today we want to talk about the preparation of the remnant. What, I, what I'm saying, remnant, I'm, remnant, I'm talking about the body of Christ. I'm talking about the people that hear what God is saying in this season, in this time. And as you mentioned, Marcia, God will speak to us in different season, different part, and he would give us a portion of his true revelation. You know, And it's as we get together and begin to pray and seek his face, more revelation will come. But it's very important that we understand this. One of the questions as well that I was saying, we need to see the word from God's perspective. And this is a great slide that's here. See the word from God's perspective. It is so important, especially where we're in at the moment. Um, a question was asking to us last week, and I think a lot of people start to begin to uh, pray and see God's face. And there's many words that has been coming through, many um, ideas that are come through. We believe that we need to begin to build a community within a community. We believe that where we're in in the season, this is not the end. This is the, what I'm trying to say, this is not the end. I think this is a time where God is giving us the opportunity to get close to him, giving us the opportunity to begin to prepare, prepare. And that's that is really the key to prepare. So one of the questions that I was asking has been floating around a lot of people as well in base on this question we see here. Is it the mark from the book of Revelation 13? I mean, you, I think you asked that question as well in that sense. Yeah. Um, I want us to turn to Revelation 13 to really understand uh, this. And because, as I said, there's a lot of a scary thing that's going around. And, you know, the truth is in the word of God. You know, that is where the truth is. And to understand that, we just need to read what will take place in those days to really see whether we're in or not. People have been mentioning about the, the chip in the vaccine and so on. So there's been a lot of things taking place. But really, what the Bible say in, in Revelation 13 is quite different of what is taking place now. And this is why I truly believe that right now, it is a, it's a revival. God is preparing the church for revival. People are beginning to ask a question about the existence of life. People are beginning to ask a question about who am I? What am I here for? Where I come from? What is my purpose? And we're talking about non-Christian. So as believers, we need to be there to be able to respond to it because we know the reason we're here. 
We know the reason we've been saved. We know what is the purpose, the money that God has placed upon our lives. But not everybody knows that. Not everyone knows that. As a matter of fact, even some people that may get their life to Christ as a messy don't know that as well. And it's important that we begin, as, as one of our listeners said, to begin to disciple. And, and the word disciple come. You know, as the revival come, you're going to see a lot of people turning to Christ. And they will need to be disciples. So we need to be there when it comes. So Revelation 13 really says this. And I wanted to touch on this because we had a question with asking. People believe that well, this is the mark of the business. This is it. But you know what? Before that happens, there needs to be a few things that need to take place. Mm-hmm. You know, they need to be, first of all, the Antichrist needs to come into the sin. It's out there, but it's not, it's not revealed to the world yet. So, you know, those things, you know, God is a God of order and there's a timeline and a timing for everything. So this is what he says here, Revelation 13. And I read it. I read it from verse 11. Then I saw another beast coming out of the earth and he had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. And he exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beat whose deadly wound was healed. He performs great signs so that he even makes fire come from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs, which he was granted to do in the a, in a sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. He causes whole, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast on a number of his name. What John's depicting in those times is a very different time that we're in at the moment. In those times, the Antichrist will be revealed and will have dominion over pretty much everything. Basically, we're talking about dominion or control over the financial system, control over the social system, the education system, the political system, the um, entertainment system, the healthcare system, whatever system we're in, it will have control over it. What I'm trying to say is, for example, great companies such as Amazon, you know, great entertainment companies such as Disney, great other companies all over the world will be subject to the system. And as a result of this, it will be able to impose a system, a financial system that will allow people to do transaction, to buy, to sell goods, you know, based on a financial system it would have put in place for it which is revealed here, the mark. Now, when people are asking the question is, is it a mark of the beast now that's coming? Is the vaccine a mark of the beast and everything? I said to you, no, it is not. I said to you, it is not. 
Because in order for the mark of the beast to be established on all mankind, and we're not talking about here the European system or the American system, we're talking about every single continent. It will be global. Every human being on the earth will have to have this mark in order to transaction, in order to buy and sell, in order to travel to other country. Anything that you need to buy will be by the mark. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm. So whoever's got scared of thinking this is the mark of the beast coming, it is not. You, we have seen anything yet. Mm. What we're seeing, what we're seeing at the moment is precursors, precursors, precursors prototypes. Mm. It's almost like they're testing, yeah. they're trying, mm. they're trying, you know, they're trying. See what works, what doesn't work. Yes, eventually we are moving to a cashless society. You will find out that more people now these days encourage when they go shopping to use their card instead of just going to the cashier and potentially to do a transaction without using the cash. We know that this is a, a step forward towards them. But we also know based on the book of Revelation 13 that in order for the mark of the beast to take full action, Number one, the Antichrist has to be revealed. Mm -hmm. The way it will come, as we looked a few years ago, last year, it will be a master of deception. You know, coming from Satan, we know Satan is, you know, is a master of deception. He will come in a mastering deception. He will deceive the nation. He will come as a savior. Remember, Antichrist against Christ. But what he will do, it will do everything that Christ done in the sense. So it will come as a savior and reveal himself as the savior of this world. Then he will be able to engulf the whole world to do his will, to exercise his power and to get people to worship him. Mm -hmm. Then when that takes place, then he will be able to begin to impose his mark upon the whole earth. So I just wanted to make clear for people that believe that the mark of the beast is here, all these videos that are coming across say the mark is here. It is not. We're not in Revelation 13 yet. But what we are seeing, and I've been saying it again, we are seeing precursors. We are seeing things that may take place in a shape of. Now, many believe that it would be a chip in a, in a hand on the forehead, to be honest, there's so many technology, advanced technology out there, you know, which will be surpasses the chip that we really don't know. I don't know whether it will be in a few years' time or 10, 20 years. You know, I don't have that revelation. God hasn't revealed to me. And I don't think God has revealed that to anyone. The only thing that God's revealed to us is the science. So we've got to go by the science and his word. That's how we get our revelation from, from the word of God and what God said to us. So there's a pattern and there's a timing and there's signs. One of the things that I used to say to people is also to look what's taking place in Israel. Because there will come a time when the Antichrist will reveal Yisem as the Antichrist he wanted to be worshipped when he will desecrate the temple in, in Jerusalem. Now, as you look at today, there's no sign in the temple of Jerusalem. Everything has been done in terms of the preparation and the plan. Everything's the, they got all everything the they need. All the elements there. They need, they got everything. Mm. But they haven't built it yet. Yeah. 
When we begin to see the rebuilding of this temple in Jerusalem, then we actually begin to see that the signs are near here. So what I want to say to you guys, this time that we're in is a time of preparation. Is a time where as a church we prepare, where as a church we begin to pray, where as a church we begin to do the things that God asks us. For some of us, they're talking about underground churches. Those are plans that God has put in your heart. For others, it's about beginning to collect seeds and building this, this infrastructure. Other people, it's just maybe to begin to disciple a generation of people that will be aware of the times that's coming. Whatever God has placed on our heart to do, we need to begin to do it. Very, very important. I don't know whether you wanted to add something to this. Yeah, as you were speaking and as you read Revelation 13, you said about the, you said about the last in the last um, verse, it says, and no one could buy or sell anything without that mark, which was either the name of the beast or the number representing his name. Mm-hmm. One of the things that, I woke up this morning with, and I was praying with a, a group of um, our intercessors this morning. And one of the things that came to me was wisdom. But, and it kept coming to me, so we prayed um, about that. But the next verse after what you read was, it says, wisdom is needed here. Yeah. And the thing is, this is what I've really been speaking about, and what the Holy Spirit is really impressing on me so strongly, especially at this time where decisions are being made all over the place. Um, but even and especially in our own homes, especially in terms of direction of where God wants us to be placed and the direction in where he wants us to go is wisdom. And it says very clearly wisdom is needed here, you know, and it's because everything is, is a precursor to what what is going to take place in Revelation 13. The, as John Mark has been saying, this is a time of preparation, but this is if this is a precursor. It said wisdom is needed here. Wisdom is also needed here <laughs> at this time mm-hmm. um, in this season that we're in. And it's one of the things that I constantly, even before now, continue to ask the Lord for wisdom. You know, ask him for wisdom, ask him for revelation, ask him to sh- reveal things to you. And as I, I mentioned, I think it was last week or the week before, in terms of the sons of Issachar, they knew the seasons and the times Absolutely. that they were in. They knew the signs they would, would they would inqu- because they inquired of the Lord. They inquired of the Lord. They would not go ahead. They were ones who were known for wisdom. They were known for revelation. They were for the ones who actually heard directly from God in because they knew the times and the seasons. Um, and the thing is, they were the ones who were with David when he, before, as he was anointed king, but before he was he was sitting on the throne. Those were the ones they were with him. And David had those men around them. There were 200 of them. So the thing is, when I look at this, I look and I think, okay, Lord, we need to be like those, those sons of Issachar. We need to inquire of you. We need to ask of you. David never did anything without inquiring of the Lord. He won the battles because first he inquired of the Lord. He then went, he never went into battle without inquiring of the Lord. It's very, very key at this time and moving forward. We cannot do anything nothing at all without inquiring of the Lord and Holy Spirit guiding us. It's so imperative at this time. It's extremely key. So yeah, that's what I wanted to add. Um, I think the other thing I will answer to one of our listeners that's just sent a a text, a very good one. Um, In Matthew 24 from verse 36, 
it says this. That's the other thing that I wanted to mention. But of that day and hour, no one knows. Mm. Not even the angels of heaven, but my father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son, man, son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. As we were speaking, and I will answer to our, to our listeners here, we sent a very, very, very good question here. Um, Noah was preparing. He heard from God and he was preparing. He had a specific instruction what to do, how to build his ark, and he prepared it. It didn't take him two days to do it. It took him years to build his ark. Took him years to build his ark. So as he was preparing, life still go on. People were still doing normal stuff. And I am not speculating that he didn't speak to his friends that what was coming. I'm sure he did. But maybe he didn't. The Bible doesn't say whether he did or he did not. So I can't help say what the Bible doesn't say. But what I see and the Lord is showing me now is before the great flood came, what Noah did, he prepared. Now, the question that we're asking is that if we go on the ground and build systems, how we will reach the world? We will just segregate ourselves from the lost. To answer this question is very simple. The building this new system, it is not building the system for today. It is building the system when there won't be any capability and possibility for us to do anything else than worship the Antichrist in order to be able to access what we need to access, which I'm talking about goods, healthcare system, uh, the world, because they will have control over the world and the internet and so on. The key thing for us, we do not want to wait things to come and then start building. What we need to do at the moment, as one of our previous listeners said, is there is a revival that's coming. And that revival will be the opportunity for us to reach out to the lost. But in the meantime, we need to build. We need to prepare. It may not be for us. It may be for the next generation to come. But we need to start building. As I said, when God spoke to Noah about building his ark, he didn't wait for the flood to come and build the ark. He built the ark straight. As he heard it, he built it, he prepared You see, what do you want to read to this to us, uh, Mars and Jeanine? Uh, it's exactly what you were saying. I think the thing is when we say, okay, we're create, we need to create a community within a community or we need to create, um, people are talking about underground churches. The thing is, at the end of the day, um, some churches in the world, they're forced to go underground, so they're underground now. Um, we have the possibility to be able to still live our lives and create something else. Um, because we still have that freedom we still have liberty to do that there's going to come a time when we won't have the liberties that we have now so this is the time to be able to put those things into place 
you know, when you read about Noah building the ark, they're saying it probably took him about 20 to 40 years to build the ark. You know, sure that he was still, he was still going and doing his shopping. He was still doing things for, you know, his friends. He was still um, doing things on the land. He was still living his life. Yes, absolutely. And doing things because you can't just stop something when God asks you to do something else. You that's still right. have to do other th the other things which are to do with your daily yes, life. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's important to actually kind of getting to people's mind that it's not that we're going to be stopping doing what we're doing now, but we are going to be doing what God has asked for us to do. And what, what Noah did was he built the ark, but he still, he still went did. about his business, his daily business, I'm mm -hmm. sure. You know, or if he didn't, he made sure that family members were doing so because the thing is, life still went on for them, you know. Um, and I think that's very, very key because I think sometimes when people say we're, we're saying we're going to build a commute, it's not about us dropping tools, downing everything, because we still need to pay the bills for the houses that we live in. We still need to be able to buy food. We still need to send our children to school at this moment in time. But when the transition comes that what we're doing is we're hoping and praying, not hoping, we are praying that when the time comes that all of these systems are put into place, this is the vision that God has given us, that we as a, as a body of Christ, we are not caught short, that we do not have to buy into the system that they are presenting to us, but we will have an alternative system because we will have started building that system and that system will be in place. Where believers and non-believers will be able to come mm. because there will be also non-believers that will yeah. not adhere to this new system that mm. will be in place. And that is also our time to bring in, bring in the harvest that God is also speaking about this, this, time, this time and going forward. And I think it's important for us to, because the thing is, it's easy. The Bible says that we are to be in this world, but to not be a part of it. And what we've be, I think what's happened with a lot of us is we've become so secure in this world and the ways of this world. You know, we're talking about, yes, when we go to see the Lord and to be with the Lord. But there's a time in between that. There's a time in between that where there's going to be a lot of different things that take place. As we keep saying, this, this is a precursor. Mm -hmm. And people keep saying, you know, the older generation, I'm asking older generation people like in their 70s and 80s, what do you think of this? You know, family members. And they said, well, if you know your Bible, you know that this is, we haven't seen anything yet. Yeah. And that's what they keep saying to us. So this is nothing in comparison to what is to come. But we don't want as a, as a people and a body of Christ to be caught short where we're still eating and drinking. We're still doing the things of the world and we're caught up with the things of the world that we haven't prepared ourselves and the, and the body where we are, do not have an alternative to what is going to be offered. And, and it's quite interesting because one of the questions, and, and, and I have to go to the Lord because this vision that he spoke to us was years ago and we're looking back in 2020 and we're still in the same position where we haven't really done maybe pray as much as we should have in this topic and also inquire of the Lord what we need to do. And it took a crisis such as this to make us realize when the world is completely paralyzed and we're not, it's a global thing. The whole world is paralyzed. I looked on the map and pretty much besides one or two or three country in the world, every country has cases of coronavirus. Every cases as cases of coronavirus. So this global pandemic that swept all over the world with people coming in with the theory um, that he will die, in, uh, you know, with hot weather, but it's in Africa as well. 
is touch Africa as well late, but he did touch it. So during that time, the Lord is beginning to speak to us and show us a picture of what the world will be when the Antichrist come. And who as a church, where we are today, mm. where we are today, if the Antichrist was here right now and start imposing his system on it, what are we going to do? And that was a question the Lord asked me. What would you do if the system of the Antichrist was in place today? And I, and, I, and I have to tell him, I repent and say, do you know what, Lord? I would have to abide by the system because otherwise I can't eat, I can't drink, I can't do anything. Mm -hmm. And the Lord showed me, what I'm showing you now is a precursor was going to take place in the later days. So this is your time now to prepare. And what I heard is say, begin to build a community within the community. Mm. That community, when it's built, it will be there ready. So by the time things turn sour, by the time the uh, liberty of freedom of speech, us to be able to share the gospel, um, anything stopped and the whole system changed to adhere to the system of the Antichrist, we have this community. We have a healthcare system that can care for people mm -hmm. without using the mark. We have food supply and people know how to, it's not only about getting the food supply, it's about educating people how to grow and understand, to, to really grow their own vegetables and so on. It's about having people in the healthcare system understanding that maybe herbs and natural remedy and, and, and the way of living and what we eat can help the, the, the actual system it's about having people in the infrastructure, IT infrastructure, to know how to bypass, use the internet in a way that we can send signal messages across, you know, to people out there that want, we're looking for hope, looking for Christ. It's about a political system, a structure system where we have leaders, ministers, leaders that actually can actually organize our community because a community based on communities still need to have leaders. Mm. We still need to have leaders. We still need to have people to, 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 to make things, make sure that everything functions, people to coordinate everything. And also have people in the area that can actually bring people that are running away from the system and looking for another way of life so we can bring in it. And still be able to have pastors and leaders to still shepherds this community mm. to still bring the word of god in those seasons when people encourage people knowing that christ is coming mm. so we need a new community and we have been given the opportunity today to be able to build this community on the side while we're still bringing the harvest while we're still doing what god asked us to do today which is continuing to pray continuing to to ask lord to 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 give us the people that he assigned us to discipling preparing for the revival when the revival is beginning to take place you will see people flocking into churches mm -hmm. you will see people flocking into the into services what we have at the moment the fact that we're doing the services online actually bringing attracting more people because the people that can't physically go to churches now they can log in we have now online Bible studies three out a week so people can still get a word. We have this freedom today. We have this freedom today. What other listeners says here, and 
I really, really appreciate your question because they're very good. It says this, the issue is the church is segregated. Methodist churches, if England, charismatic, said we can't even agree if speaking in tongues is right, let alone coming together and building a community. How do we start now? Of, I cannot start now as an individual. I don't have much. I love this question. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Please keep sending those questions because we don't have all the answers. Mm. We don't have all the answers. We have, as you say, we have to work together. And, and I think you wanted to answer this question. Mm. Go for it. The first part of call is always prayer. Mm. Always prayer. I mean, you will hear me say that all the time. Um, because I believe that when we pray, we really Absolutely. tap into the heart of God. We, we tap into all the resources that he's given us. Absolutely. Uh, we tap into, we, we, it's just like we're able to access heaven. <laughs> you know, that's the easiest way to put it. We can access heaven and we know that when we access heaven, that he can do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or think according to the power that works in us. Amen. And when we know who is in us, we know that who is in us is greater than who is in, in the, the world. world. And the thing is when we actually, because he has overcome the world, you know, so when we actually come from that perspective, when we begin and we come and we sit, we know who we are in prayer, we'll see the manifestation of so many things that God has actually spoken. And the thing is, first of all, we need to know who we are. We need to know who we are in him. And then from that perspective, believe me, when you begin to go into that prayer room and you begin to, you, you begin to battle, but also even when you just begin to declare the promises, declare the promises of God, you will see the manifestation of those promises in a way that you've never seen before. So it's Jean-Marc mentioned, you know, you know, change always begin with, begins with one person. Revival begins with one person. I, I used to love, you know? I used to love, and I, and I, and I used to, love, um, you know, when Jack started the I equal change and um, I was listening to it and I was done an interview, we're having a discussion and he says something, you know, Ask this question, why I equal change? And he said to me, change begin with me first. And you would find out that every revival was started in a place of prayer with one individual. Mm. We've seen how things have changed over the centuries. If we look into church history, uh, church history, how the word of God was able to go through history without being tainted were being transformed because of one person going to their knees the and begin to pray the gospel. The gospel. Mm. I think what we need to do, first of all, is begin to pray. Mm. Begin to pray. Begin to ask. Begin to pray about what God wants us to do in the season that we're in. Mm. Your answer may be different from ours. Mm. We've been tasked to begin to galvanize people to build this community within the community mm. listen we haven't got much either ourselves we don't know what to do how we're going to do it and he said to very simply start with this radio show start with this start with what we, you've got so we begin to do that mm. and then bit by bit is beginning to say i want you to begin to um get messages that has been recorded by your churches and other churches and begin to store them those are very practical little things that we're actually doing as we be, begin to build in community. Listen, each one of us, as Marcia mentioned, the body of Christ is made on many parts. Mm. Many parts mean that each one of us has talent, ability, 
that also has a different mandate. So I can't just go and say, you know what, I'm going to collect seed because that's not what God has blessed me to do. Mm. And somebody else, God may ask, they pray, God may say, I want you to begin to search into places when you can begin to collect the seeds. Mm. So that would be this mandate for this season. Mm. And as you do, and it may be a two, three, four, five, ten years. You know, as we said, Noah built this ark within 20, 26 years. When God spoke to him, what did he add? He had wood. So he went to get a wood and he started building it. It took a long time to do it. Probably him and his son, that's it. And, you know, this ark is, we're not talking some little, little ship or boat that we see around the corner. This was massive. 26 years, pretty much to build around 20, I don't know exactly, but X amount of years to build the ark. The community that we begin now today, we begin over the last few years by galvanized people, may take 10 years. It may take 15 years. But we need to start with what we've got. Some of us may be into the education system and maybe they have an insight in terms of homeschooling and are building a new way of getting our children, the next generation, educated. And maybe that would be their mandate to begin to address that, to begin to train people to know how to homeschool or to, you know, into the education system. Somebody else may be a strategist. They know how to strategize things in that sense. So they will, God will begin to speak to them about how putting every structure in place. And then we have the pastors and the leaders of our churches that may begin to join us and begin to, 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 to prepare messages that would be relevant for this community in this time. Each one of us have a part to play, a place to play. And as you said, as an individual, we start where we are. If, for example, you know how to run, you know, I don't know, events or workshops and so on, then maybe this is where the Lord wants you to begin, to begin to build this kind of workshop or events that will be tailored for what He wants you to do. I have no idea. I, I think it's really such a good question. Um, such a good question. Mm -hmm. um, because... First of all, in terms of the churches, you know, as, as you know, you were speaking and as I've read the question, one of the things that came to me was, you know, the Bible speaks about like in the end that there will be a falling away mm. um, that not everyone will actually be a, complete the race. Basically, not everyone will continue with the gospel to run with it. So this is where the remnant comes in, because there will be people who will continue to carry the gospel that's right and they will stand for the word and they will do what is necessary for god's kingdom but not everyone is going to do that we're beginning to see that already mm -hmm. in terms of the churches there the churches are tainted because they're they're allowing all sorts of different things which are not in line with the word of god then mm. they do not reflect god's heart they do not reflect god's ways they do not reflect god's will mm. so already there is already a falling away from the word of god mm. so we're already seeing that it will become more evident as time goes by. Mm. So to be honest, we pray for the church. We pray for the church. We pray for them. We mm. ask God to forgive us. We repent on their behalf. We stand and we intercede for the church mm. because we are meant to be salt and light. We are meant to be bringing the glory of God mm. to the world. And we're bringing where the hands, the feet, the mouthpiece. Mm. So we pray for the church. Um, but also with, in terms of what we have, you know, um, in terms of what we have, we do what we can with what we have, where, what we have, where we are. That's mm -hmm. what the Lord has begun to spoke to me. He gave me that word last year because 
we've had a lot we've we've had a little we've we've had more we've lost a lot um we've been through seasons where we've had nothing we've been through seasons where we had as, as paul said you know i've been abased i've been abashed you know but in every season i find myself i i am content mm -hmm. you know and that's one of the things that you know i keep i you know the lord began to speak to me a lot about we and he said to me do what you can with what you have where you are so whatever he's that. planted you you do what you can mm -hmm. with what you what he's given you it could be little but the thing is, sometimes we look at it in terms of materialism. It's not that. God has given us all talents. Every single one of us, he's given us talents. And it's for us to go before his throne and ask him to, if we don't know them, uh, reveal these things to me, Lord. Mm. Reveal them to me. And if we do know them, increase me in wisdom to know how to use I, your talent, the talents the, you have given the me. the wisdom is so, oh, so, so key. key. So key. I think it's, you know, the book of James love says, you know, if anyone let, need wisdom, wisdom, let him ask for God given liberty, but let yep. him ask without doubting. And that's mm. one of the things that as we call the scripture, people forget when you ask the wisdom, don't doubt mm. because God said he will give it to you. And yes. I think in this season we're in wisdom, is the key to mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. We need God's wisdom. We need God's revelation. You know, mm -hmm. very, very important. Mm -hmm. Very important. Mm -hmm. I, I think that. Yeah, one what, of our, what, sorry, one of our, our listeners has said, mm -hmm. yes, we start with obeying. And that's true. Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, one of the things that we sometimes do, we put off what God has spoken to us about mm -hmm. doing. We do it for years and years. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes we don't. And, but most of the people that I speak to, it's, it's very rare that we do what God has asked for us to do straight away. And because we're always wondering, how is it going to work? I don't have this. Um, how am I going to afford to do that? And the thing is, what I've found is as I just step through, supernaturally, God opens doors. Mm. And I've seen it with you. I've seen it with me. I've seen it with others mm. where we literally remember. It's one, one of the things that you said, you know, God's kingdom works differently. Faith is the currency. Mm -hmm. And it's what you're saying without doubting. Faith is the currency of the kingdom of God. When we believe and we trust God, we don't lean upon our own understanding. We don't trust in our own abilities. We don't think that we've got it all and we can do everything. When we trust in him, lean not on our own understanding, but in all our ways, we acknowledge him and so he, he can direct can our paths. Believe me, doors open that no man can close, you know, and things begin to fall in line that you would never believe would be able to happen. But you know what? It's not because for us to get the glory, it's because he is going to be glorified in that and through that. So as we continue to walk, we continue, we continue to obey, continue to walk, continue to trust, continue to do the things that he's spoken to us about doing with whatever we have, wherever we are, we do that. Believe me, all things are possible, all things, because it's because of him, through him and with him that we can do these things. Someone says this. Um, said to us so true in Proverbs 3, 5, 7. Mm -hmm. And he said, I've seen that in my life and story. Mm -hmm. And it's so great to hear that those testimonies. Keep sending your question, keep sending your comments as well. Really appreciate that. And, and, and I think that when we talked about the preparation of the remnant, it's always in, in relation to two things. The first thing is about what God is about to do mm -hmm. in this season you know, which many of us have talked about the revival that's taking place and us really dedicated our life to him and, and creating this space for us to, to, to really get close to him. The second thing, as I said, is for what's coming yeah. in the later days. So it has to fall this preparation remnant. It has what we're doing now, you know, and what we're doing in the later days.
What we're doing now is at the moment we are home. We can't go anywhere. But what we can do is pray. Mm-hmm. What we can do is gather together, you know, believers. I was very encouraged um, in our churches. Uh, one of our members um, used a WhatsApp just to call all the ladies of the church and then just have a catch up, you know, normal catch up with our people are doing and be able to share the feeling. You know, one of the things that as yesterday, I'm having this regular meeting with, with, with my boss and everything and discussing, just kind of decided to meet, you know, one of the things that I realized and just yesterday and the Lord has just revealed to me is the fact that there's a lot of people out there that are alone. They don't have anyone. And the social distances is going to the fact that you can't touch anyone. You can't give a hug. You can't shake a hand. And people are suffering from it. Mm. People are mentally suffering from yeah, it. Because psychologically touch, you know, if you look at psychologically, what touch does. Mm-hmm. Remember when our, our, our son, Jesse, the, um, middle, our middle son was born prematurely. He was mm. born at 25, nearly 26 weeks. And when I began to look into it, because they put them in incubators and, you know, he, was, he wasn't really, he wasn't with us for the first three months. Three months, yeah. He was in hospital. But they said that most infants, most newborns who are premature, who were born early, if they don't get touched on a regular basis, they're the ones who don't thrive. They tend to die because the human beings are, they need touch in order to survive. They need touch in order to be relationship. That's how we're born. And when we Mm. go biblically back to the Bible, that's what what God created. And that's what I was going to do. Yeah, Yeah. he created us in that way. Yeah. Yeah, For us to be able to have relationship with one another, you know. Um, Adam and Eve, when they were in the way of creation was, that's how why he created Eve, mm-hmm. you know, in order for Adam to have companionship, to have someone who could be with him, who could nurture, who could actually support and encourage him, who could love him. Mm. And that's what it's all about, you know, from the beginning, mm. you know. So, yeah, it's quite interesting this time. And, and, and I think during that time, you know, I was very encouraged and it just reminded me that there's people out there that, that, need, that need that touch. You know, they need that relationship. They need somebody to pick up the phone and say, mm. how are you doing? You know, and even these kind of relationships, people to talk, you know, how they feel. And I believe the Lord also is calling us to do that with our friends and maybe our work colleagues, you know, maybe people that we're acquainted with, you know, not, you know, and maybe people that maybe we haven't even in a church that we haven't spoken to for a while, you know, mm. they haven't really got in touch for a while and begin to mm. engage with us. And, mm. And laid on your heart you yeah know? And god is laying people on people's hearts yeah and sometimes it comes so quickly and it goes so quickly mm. and you go off and you do something else but the holy spirit is speaking to us about this as well i believe mm. so i really want to encourage us to continue to do that um another question here says do you think the mark is a literal mark on the head and and hand um, bracket sheep, or do you think the enemy will not be as blunt and, and more subtle? People are saying it is a sheep, but I think it is too obvious. Mark of the beast. Let me let me answer this question uh, to you. You know, it will be obvious. It will be obvious because the world will literally embrace, embrace the antichrist. They will embrace the Antichrist. So whatever the Antichrist bring to them, they will embrace it. And also, what we got to remember, when we look again in Revelation 13, there will be signs and wonder. The Bible says in the book of Revelation that they said there will be fire coming out from heaven. So they will see signs that will make them think that this guy is a real deal. They will make them think that he is a God. Let's let put it this way. 
they will believe that the Antichrist is a God. So because they will believe that the Antichrist is a God, they will basically accept anything. The interesting thing, as you say this as well, if you look at today, you know, the TVs and entertainment and the movies and, and the series that's, that's, that's going through at the moment, the world is actually conditioned, being conditioned to see miracles, to see miracles, to believe in superhuman, you know, the inventions, all the marvels that have been coming through over the last 10, 15 years. This God is this, this, this increase of, they call it meta-human, you know, that's the word that they're using now. So this increase of movies and characters that come out on our screen, you know, you name it, from the Captain America to Black Lightning to whatever you call it. And those are things about 20, 30, 40 years ago, people in their mindset were not thinking. But today, people actually really build into the mindset of people and build also in mindsets of that young generation. Because you look at this young generation and our generation are watching as believers, we know the truth because God has revealed the veil from our eyes so we can discern, you know. But many people are the adults. And in the time of crisis, the Antichrist will rise and it would bring prosperity. It will bring peace. You look at today, people are concerned about the jobs because people are losing their jobs and so on. You will look in, in years when crisis swept again the whole world, when the whole world is paralyzed to even a more dramatic way that it's been today. And someone in the scene will come and will say to everyone, will say to all the leaders, all the politicians of this world, they say, I've got a solution for it. And he, he won't only talk the talk, he will actually walk the talk. So it will actually bring stability, it will bring prosperity, it will bring peace to the whole world. And because of that, people will embrace him. And then he will come and say, we will desire to be worshipped. And people will embrace it. And he will be able to instill his mark as an So I would say the mark of the beast will be as blatant that it is because the people would embrace it. There's something, before I go back to your other question, there's something that I remember as well is when the seven years tribulation and, and Jesus returned with his son and established his millennium kingdom and began to teach God's ways to the generation of people that believe in for these thousand years. The Bible said that at the end of the thousand years, Satan that was actually imprisoned in Hades would be released one more time to deceive the nation. Now, you would think after spending a thousand years with Jesus, knowing God's ways and embracing God's ways of life, people will actually just love Christ and would just, you know, embrace everything. So when Satan is released again, they said the nation will be deceived. It will deceive again many. That just show you the heart humanator of people. People believe to accept anything. They will accept the Antichrist as their God, and they will accept everything the Antichrist bring to them in this season. So yes, the mark of the beast will be blatant. Another question is also, it is accept for transgender, etc., and this is normal. So when the Antichrist bring evil, it will be the norm. The mark will be the norm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And you're absolutely right on this. Because... 40 years ago, you wouldn't hear any transgender or homosexual, homosexual person just coming out it's freely. All hidden. It's all hidden. It was all hidden. Mm. Today, 
is all in the open. Mm. So mm. truly, this, this yes. Is, yeah, there's a scripture. I can't find it now. It says everything that's done is in, in secret be be brought into the open or something like that. Mm -hmm. I'll be trying to find it, but I just feel that exactly what everybody's saying. It's mm -hmm. just like it's it's you become it's it's kind of subliminal messages yeah. that have been put out by yeah. different people like you know Hollywood and all these different places mm -hmm. where we're watching films and we're listening to music and mm -hmm. and you know um policies are being put into place and then it just becomes the norm and mm -hmm. you know so it's just it, it literally is it's you're desensitized in a yeah. way to these things and it does become the norm mm -hmm. and acceptable mm -hmm. and it's not a big deal no. do you see but when we look at the word of God it's a major deal mm -hmm. And because it's very much veering far, far, far away from mm -hmm. what God's word says and his will is. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, all these, the secret things, they're, they're being brought out in the open. Mm -hmm. Pedophilia, you know, they're talking about making laws where it's normal for older people to marry children, children, basically, people of a certain age. So they would be able to actually bring a law in that it's normal, that they can actually marry um, their, their siblings, they can marry children, older people can marry children. Um, so there's a lot of things going on and I think it's, 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 as they say, they're just bringing it out. So these things would just become the norm. Yeah. I think we are going to see um, <laughs> a lot, a lot of things. We are going to see a lot of changes taking place there. And, and I think we just really need to continue to ask mm. God's wisdom, wisdom, God's revelation, mm. God's insight mm. uh, in this time. Mm. Okay, well, I think it's been it's been great. It's been great to to meet together again, and and as we continue to look into this 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 building, this community, uh, we want to go into more detail. I think probably next week, uh, over the next few weeks, we may begin to invite maybe guests to come and and, and really just share, um, you know, maybe ways as ways to prepare. prepare. You know, ways to prepare. As I said, we don't have all the answers. Um, God has given talent to each one of us. And it's about us bringing all this talent together and mm. begin to build this this, this community. Mm. As as you know, I always we referring to um to Noah. You know, Noah, he built it. He lived his life. You know, he done what he could do. But on the side, he built it. He prepared it. So by the time the flood came, he was ready. Mm. He was ready. Mm. And I think as people of God, this situation that we're in, this 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 crisis, you know, we've got to use it. We've got to use it for us to reconnect with God, to seek his face, to hear what he has to say to us mm. and to begin to prepare, you know, begin to prepare. It may take 10 years, it may take 20 years, it may take 40 years. Only God knows the time, you know. Only God knows when these things will take place. Mm. If yeah. it is not for us, it's for our children, mm. you know, it's important. I think when you were saying that, it reminds me what you're always speaking to us about is the wise and the foolish. That's right, virgins. absolutely. The, the five version, the, the five wise. Yeah, five absolutely. Foolish. And it's just, we don't know when Jesus is returning, but we always have to have oil in our lamps. Absolutely. Right? Um, and I think enough. enough oil. Yeah, so mm. we're not having to go out and then we miss Because that was when the returns. difference between the you foolish know? and the wise. They all had oil. Mm. That wasn't the issue. Mm. The issue wasn't the fire that they didn't have oil. They all mm. had oil. Mm. You know, they all were prepared. Some mm. were prepared better than others. Mm. And that's what I'm referring to. Our preparation has to be better in that sense. Mm. So they bought extra oil. Yeah. Do you know why? Because they thought just in case it's delayed. Mm. And, and it's quite interesting because in those times, in those days, people will know that when the bridegroom was going to do his process, he will tend to, to come later, not mm. at the time that we were specifically meant to come. So 
it really points this question and what God using the word foolish in that sense. Do you know why? Because those versions were supposed to know that the bridegroom may come late. So they late knew because, because that was a custom. Mm. Because the bridegroom would go to the father's house and he would spend a lot of time to prepare it. And they will go and go and get his bride. So during that process, it will take a while for the bridegroom to come. So the virgin have to have enough oil just in case he were not coming on time. And most of the time, the bridegroom was not on time. So the word that was really pinging to me is say, what are they calling foolish? Why he called those five one foolish? Because they knew that the bridegroom would be late, would be delayed. But still, they did not prepare enough all and then they have the audacity to ask the wise one to it's share best, yeah. to share some of them mm. you see mm. i believe we need to prepare mm. and we need to be wise again wisdom come mm. into place mm. so key to that mm. now another question here do you think we will see in our lifetime being thrown in prison killed for being a christian I pray in the fast, but not sure if I am at the place when I will confess Christ and lose my life or my child's life because of my faith. I'm scared. How do I prepare? We're all in the same boat. We are all in the same boat. Right now, if they were coming today and try, you know, deny Christ or kill all your family, I don't know what I would do. And that's why I want to be in a position when I am ready to say, yes, I am ready. And do you know, this place is taking place in other part of the world, as we know, as you mentioned it. People killed for being Christian, family killed for being Christian. It hasn't touched this country yet. It hasn't touched Europe yet. But eventually it will. And I think that, I guess, my response to you in that sense is about us building our faith, continue to build our faith in that sense. The book of Psalms 91 says, those who live in a shelter of the most high will find rest in a shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety, is my God, and I trust. It is a very question that many people ask. You know, even some of the leaders and pastors have been asking this question. You know, if that were taking place, how would they react? Nobody knows. And I can tell you as well, and I always looking at the early church, when people were thrown into lions and the time with family burn and what was their response. And, and they always have this boldness, knowing. That's the word. Knowing. Boldness. There is a boldness. boldness and that's exactly what the Lord is show, showing me. Boldness. You know, you don't know until it actually happens. And I mm. think I believe that what's taking place, we're asking those questions, but I believe that when the moment takes place, I think what those that pray, yes, they pray for the spirit of boldness. Mm. Pray for the spirit of boldness in those times. Mm. And to be able to face danger, death, and non-compromise. Mm. And I think that the prayer that we need to ask when this time, if those times come to us, is that God will give us the spirit of boldness. We give us not only the spirit of boldness, but also we give us strength, mm. strength mm. 
at the moment. Mm. Divine, Divine supernatural strength, mm. strength at the moment. Mm. So we don't fail. So our faith does not fail us. Exactly. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Do you know what? Guys, we're going to stop for now. It's been great. Um, keep sending your comments, your messages, your questions as we continue to, uh, on this topic, on the preparation of the remnant. And we would keep you updated throughout the week about the next topic in that sense. But thank you again uh, for listening uh, this morning and for being with us. Thank you for your participation as well. And uh, babe, why don't you pray and mm. just get closer in, in prayer. Mm. Father, we thank you so much for this time. Father, we thank you. We're sorry that we overran. And Father, we just pray that you will have your way in each and every single one of us today. Mm. That the things that we have discussed, Father, that you will actually, Holy Spirit, you will speak to us. You'll speak to us individually about the different things that you want us to do mm. in such a time, for such a time as this. Yes, Lord. Father, we know that, you know, one of a friend of mine was asking me about different things. And I just said that, you know, we're born who knows that we're if we're born into this time and we're seeing these things we are born for such a time as this father mm. so father we have no idea we have no idea about how to pray at this time really we don't really know how to go about this time we really don't so we come before you humbly before your throne of grace to obtain grace and mercy in this time of need father mm. and we ask you to order our footsteps as we continue to trust in you with all of our hearts, leaning not on our own understanding, Father, mm. but in all our ways, we're acknowledging you so you can direct our paths. Father, mm. increase us in wisdom. We're asking for an increase in wisdom. We're asking for an increase in discernment, Father. Mm. We're asking you to reveal your heart to us, for us to be able to walk according to your will, according to your ways. We mm. thank you for your fresh outpouring of anointing, mm. your fresh infilling. We're thanking you, Holy Spirit, for leading yes, and guiding and teaching us the things that we need to know for mm. now and for the seasons to come. Father, we thank you so much. Mm. We thank you so much for every single person who is listening mm. and the ones who will listen after and the different people that people will speak to in terms of the things in the way that you are preparing our hearts mm. and our lives. Father, let us do what is pleasing in your sight mm. and let us walk according to your will, according to your ways, mm. according to your plans, according to your purposes. Mm. Father, we thank you that your promises to us are yes and amen. We thank you, Father, and we pray and commit this time in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys. I want to apologize as well before we end. You know, that we had a few questions that was there shared and we didn't uh, manage to see them. So my apologies for that. Um, really, one of our listeners um, just say that all we need to do is to pursue Christ. Also, God, when he gave his word, knew the time he will bear fruit. He is in control. There is a time for everything. Um, sorry that I would share that love to the session. Thank you so much for that. Um, another one just say here, and I think we probably will touch this a later time, maybe another session as well, but said so just sharing, there is an argument about the Antichrist being related to Islam. Walid Shoaib talk, talked a lot about it. 
uh, and the mark being related to a language in the name of Allah, Chi, Sigma, and something else. There is also argument about it being related to Europe, the beast, Islam, the Catholic Church, and all the kinds of arguments related to microchip planted. We have shared, we have run this show for the last three years, uh, just to answer your question. And um, we have touched on the Antichrist. We have touched on Europe. We have touched on Israel as well. Mm. Uh, if you can go to our website, uh, previous broadcast, mm. uh, there's a lot of answers there as well mm. uh, that potentially can help you. Um, Revelationhour.co.uk. Mm. Uh, so that is where you can find your answer. If you have any more question and maybe something that you thought about during the week, please send it to us at um, uh, in, email us at info at revelationhour uk. thank you so much again guys for your messages your questions and your word of encouragements and Marcia thank you so much for your uh, prayer I think we're done now thank you very much everyone have a wonderful week and uh, we shall all uh, see you um, next week take care now bye bless you guys bye okay.